Because some journeys are better taken together. Let's walk the talk. 702. Earlier, we talked about the knock-on effects of uh, the grey listing of South Africa. And uh, a more business-focused approach, once again, we'll be taking uh, with the chairman of Global Business Solutions, Jonathan Goldberg, on the line. And uh, we're looking at um, our our current minimum wage to increase um, from next month. John, Jonathan, thank you for joining us. How are you? Good morning. There's, Perfect. Thank you. Good morning so- to you and your listeners. Welcome, Jonathan. There's so many oscillating movements when it comes to being a South African. Whether you are a, an investor, a buyer, or an or someone who's a public servant, uh, which is more focused to our current discussion. As you know, the threshold has increased uh, by 7.6% upon investigation. It seems that the October CPI was used to increase that sharehold. So more significantly, we're looking at the national minimum wage, which has gone up by 9.6% as well. If one looks at the original Gazette published for public comment on the 15th of December 2022, it indicated the range of options from minority reports to majority reports in the commission. So all of these complicated things, Johnny, what does this mean for the average South Africans and public servants? Well, for public servants, it's quite interesting because government, uh, as per the budget uh, and as per last year's negotiation, is still talking 3.3% as increase for public service. Mm-hmm. So the public service are above the national minimum wage generally. Very few public service employees that are on the national minimum wage. So this increase of 9.6% doesn't really affect the public service. More so, the extended public works program is at a rate of nearly half the national minimum wage. So for extended mm. public work programs, job creation, municipalities and the like, and then hire people at 13 Rand, I think 13 Rand 47. So for private businesses, it mm-hmm. means that the increase is 9.6%. And I think that's the issue. As mm. you've mentioned, mm. the 15th of December, Gazette was published for public comment. There were extensive public comments. And notwithstanding that the October figure was used, which is the height of inflation, if you predict the inflation going forward for 2023, uh, the most conservative inflation figure is 5.5. I see the Treasury use 4.9% in their budget speech this week, last week. So again, it's extensive, it's, a, it's a significant increase. If you look at it through the year, it's going to be 4% plus the pervading inflation rate. And I think that's going to be the issue that's going to be very difficult for businesses to digest. And you, this, this will lead to um, certain elements such as um, labor, labor matters. What does this mean when it comes to employability of South Africans and, and the ability for business owners to employ? I mean, that's the point is, effectively, you see in the SONA by the Mm -hmm. president and the minister of finance, there's a big emphasis on small and medium-sized businesses. And that's where the brunt really is going to take place, where Mm -hmm. those businesses won't be able to afford the 9.6% increase. Let me just ask you, so if you do have, and you're lucky enough in South Africa to have someone helping at home, that person's Mm -hmm. increase is going to be 9.6%. And I really ask you, what increase would you have got in the same year? The likelihood your increase would be about 5%, and that's the real big issue. Now, if one goes back, when the national minimum wage was launched, the d- domestic sector had a 20% discount off that national minimum wage, mm. and the agricultural sector 10%. 
those discounts have been eliminated. So there's only one national minimum wage. So in the domestic sector, we've had increases in excess of 20% now for three years and now 9.6% on top of it. I'm not advocating that there shouldn't be a significant increase in the national minimum wage, but when? So in Mm. good economic times, you push it above inflation. Mm. In bad economic times, you should be giving the inflationary increase, not what's predicted now, about 4% above inflation. Mm. Yeah, it it almost it's counterintuitive because we, we, we're trying to drive uh, employability, but at the same time, it has to be affordable. That's exactly the point. And the government's saying on affordability for public service, 3.3%, mm-hmm. and effectively for now the private sector, 9.6%. Would you say this 3% increase um, and juxtaposition, important juxtaposition, is the 3% increase in the public service and with a potentially protracted strike by the trade unions, um, is, it, is it justified? For me, we have budgetary constraints. We have to cut uh, mm. according to what we have. But the point is, I think, again, one, if one does get an inflation-related increase, then you're really going backwards. Yeah. And I, I don't really support the notion that all public services are not covering. Mm-hmm. There are some great public service people that I work with every single day, and they probably do deserve an inflationary mm. increase. So I suppose one could have looked at it another way said, well, We'll give you inflation-related increase, but it comes with conditionality. And that conditionality would be a right-sizing of the public service. It would be a performance contract mm. in the public service. And, and, and so I think you could get to an inflation-related increase, but it would have to come with certain conditions, including right-sizing certain public service departments that might be oversized over mm. a period of time. And what, of course, in right-sizing, that's one of the problems of South Africa, your issue around employability we need to ensure that we transition people from this, these current jobs to these current jobs. Take the post office example. Yes. To do 6,000 workers is a sin. They've had bailout after bailout after bailout, which could have helped transform those public service, those post office employees into new jobs. <laughs> they compete with PostNet. I think there are over 400 PostNets mm. in this country. Why are they PostNets? Because the post office has been asleep at the wheel in terms of allowing PostNet, the private sector, to come in and eat their lunch. So why haven't we? In these mm. billions of rands, I see there's one and a half billion rand again in the budget for the post office, transition those jobs into competing in the sector of so many competing, and that's delivery of post, delivery of couriers, courier services, and the rest. I was looking at a comment uh, or reading about um, the interaction by the Business Unity SA, where one of my favorite individuals, the the the, the Busa CEO Cas Kavudia, pointed to private sector's involvement during the COVID nineteen pandemic and the work it had done in energy, logistics, law, and order in a bid to make SA more attractive as an investment de- destination. He believes that if the private sector had not come to the party in the last few years, we would have been in a worse position than we are. So it's almost as if the, what, we lo- what it looks like is the state is working against a, a very intentional and hard-working private sector. Without the private sector and without government really holding hands with the private sector, you've got a real big problem. And I keep on saying in all the platforms that I operate in mm. that unless you look after your current investment, you can't attract future investments. So forget about the next investment summit. You've got to look after yeah. the current 
foreign investments, the current employers, the current we have a we have a whole ministry put out to small business, and effectively small business with load shedding, the current economic conditions, and specifically load settings in phases three, four, five, and six is disastrous to this economy. Everyone knows that. So we've got to tighten the belt, say, get social packs going and say through this economy, Mm. the number one priority is to protect existing jobs. Take an example, there's a regulation that's just been put out in respect for public comment too. Yes. Is for the mandate for the grant. We know we pay skills development Mm. grants every month, 1% of salaries and wages bills, and that the proposal is only to get 20% of that mandatory grant back. So effectively, the other 80% is allocated for other issues, including potentially for the employer. But surely when the employer is paying over 1% skills development levy, mm. they should be getting the majority of that money back to train and equip the existing workforce for the new fifth industrial revolution. Now, of course, government is saying, no, you can only get 20% back compulsory back if you submit a workplace skills plan. That's fine. But they should be getting at least 50% of that back if they're training their own workers. Where is that money going otherwise? What is it funding? Mm. What inefficiencies are we funding? So I think we're at a tipping point. I think we're at a tipping point that government needs to really reach out across all departments. It cannot Mm. only be from the president. Across all departments in ensuring that we truly have an environment that's inducive to creating, and more importantly, stabilizing existing jobs. What, what do these engagements look like? And, and I think you made a very good point, uh, Jonathan, before I let you go. Because there are going to be next investment summits, there are going to be next imbezos. I'm tired of these chats and summits, and you, you're completely correct. We should be looking into the current ministries that should be looking. We, they're already there. These task forces are a reaction. What should we be keeping an eye on going forward, Jonathan? Well, I think the biggest thing is let's look at the cabinet reshuffle. That will determine whether we're really committed to putting people in these ministries that can really move the needle. Uh, and I'm not, a, I'm not averse to a ministry of energy for the crisis because we're losing a billion rand a day. But it's really competent people that are, not, that are looking specifically at doing what they're meant to do. And it's created an environment to let business thrive unless you have that environment. Mm. And we have all the correct talking. We have all the correct summits. The radical fact is now's the time for action because there are many, many departments. So we talk about 3.3% increase in public service. There are many, many departments that are not functioning in respect of the job that they need to do as public service. And it's just service South African citizens and service South African businesses. It's Jonathan Goldberg, Chairman of Global Business Solutions, giving us an insight on the minimum wage, uh, which is increasing from next month. Thank you so much for your time once again, Jonathan. Because some journeys are better taken together. Let's walk the talk. 702.